Hello, this is Ruin Willow with the Oh, Fuck Yeah with Ruin Willow podcast. I'm so excited you're here today. I have an amazing chat between two female writers, myself and another, and we have an awesome chat. So stay tuned on my podcast. I talk about sex and sexuality and all things related to sex. And I love to interview erotica authors, which this person is an erotica author, among other things. And we had an amazing chat. It's a happy hour chat where we were drinking wine. It was so much fun. <laughs> so stay tuned for that. And my The Limo Sex Challenge, the fifth book, there are novellas in my series, the Sex Challenge series. My erotic rom-com is live today. So check that out on Amazon. It is for sale there. And it is the fifth one of six. So this series is almost done. So that's really exciting. So that's live today. It's a launch day. Woohoo! And then My Neighborhood Sex Secrets is my longest erotic romance story that is live. It is a novel. It is a lengthy novel. So check that one out. I'm getting some five-star reviews, which I absolutely love to read. Thank you for anyone who has reviewed it for me. It helps me out so much if you purchase it and or review it. You can also review it through Story Origin app and Book Sirens for a limited time where you can get a free ARC. Links will be down in the podcast show notes for my books and my audiobooks, as well as H.C. Holmes, who is my guest. Quick mention for my sponsors, I'm an ambassador for Manscaped. So you can get, with my code, my promo code, RuinWillow20, you can get 20% off of Manscaped products, manscaping to make yourself sexy for sexy times. We have skin products as well and underwear, so many amazing things. They have a skin buffer and beard care and groin care where you can shave it to get more skin smacks in the bedroom. Oh, fuck yes. <laughs> Try it, baby. And then Kiru Sex Toys. You can get 10% off with the code RuinWillow10. They have sex toys for men and for women. Okay, my guest today goes by H.C. Holmes and Gigi Wild. And she has a book out, Rockin' It Wilder by Gigi Wild on Amazon. I'll put the link down there and a link to her author page there as well. And Patreon. She also is on Medium. She writes a lot there. So, and we are both editors together on Wild Erotic Cravings, which is an erotic publication on Medium. So we had an amazing chat. We recorded our happy hour where we were chatting over having wine. And we talked about so many different things. Of course, we talked about writing and narrating and screenwriting and editing. And we talked about cooking, life. We talked about religion. We talked about pets. We talked about sex. We talked about words, of course. We're both writers. We love to talk about words. And we talked about sex toys. We talked about sex and culture and women versus men, the dom-sub phenomena. So we had such a fun time. Join us and listen to all of our, our banter. We were just chatting like two women enjoying some wine. Well, actually, I had a whole bottle. <laughs> there was no just one glass, baby. So H.C. Holmes is a storyteller and editor, a voice recording artist. She writes horror, drama, erotica, and steamy romance. And some of the fun things we said is wine equals lube, but sex does not equal intimacy. Sex is not, not the same thing as intimacy. We talked about sex toys and which are the best ones. And so we delve into sex as well. So we had a fun chat. And don't forget to check down the podcast show notes for all of her links and my links. And ready? Let's go. Oh, I don't know either. 
I think they PMS personally. <laughs> I swear it hates me. I, I, I mean, it just, I don't know. It's well, like evil. <laughs> maybe you're just not giving it enough aftercare. You're working so hard and you're just not giving it enough aftercare. There's that's the true. I do use the fuck out of it. That's for sure. See, so you need to stroke its head and, and give it a nice wash down. <laughs> Where do I find its head? That's the question. I'm like the man with the clip. Where is the head? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's it right there. Uh-huh. I shouldn't say that. A lot of men can find the clit, but there's some that can't, right? <laughs> we know that. True enough. <laughs> so did you have a good day? I did. I did, actually. It was nice, really nice here today. I that's think we got good. to about 15 Celsius, which I have no idea what that is in Fahrenheit. I know. I was just going to say, I'm so bad with that. I'm like, I'm so bad with those kind of things. I even was bad with thinking of when we were going to talk tonight. I'm like, wait a minute, what time is, I'm so bad with like time zones. And I'm like, what, what time, wait, what time? <laughs> That's why I wrote it the way I did. <laughs> I know, right? This like for me, this for you. <laughs> exactly. I like almost have to see it that way. Cause sometimes I've done that where I'm like, I accidentally like look at the other time zone and I'm like, oh, wait, shit. That's them. Not me. I know. Yeah. I, I have a friend in Sydney. I talk to every once in a while. And if we want to connect, it's either 4am for me mm. or it's 4am for her. That's tough. Because it's 15 hours difference. So like, I'm usually up that time. Like I wake up like four o'clock every morning. I always have. Okay, sure. um, So I'll be up, but it's like seven o'clock the next night for her. Yeah, we just finished (laughs) dinner. I'm like, I'm having my first coffee. Right. Oh, that's so weird. I know I've only talked to people in Europe pretty much. So I haven't gone as far as Australia. I reached out to one sexologist from Australia, but she gave me a bunch of names, but I haven't tried them yet. But yeah, that's so bar. It's just like the opposite. Oh yeah. And unfortunately I have some really good friends in Australia. Mm. It really sucks because we don't get to talk as often as we'd like, because it's either ungodly hour for me or ungodly hour for them. Right. Exactly. So she, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, nobody wants that. Nobody wants to, you know, like I turned around, I said, we could sit and have a glass of wine, but one of us has to do day drinking. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And we were both like, Pick me. We don't mind. <laughs> well, you could have something in your coffee, right? You could just like pour some Baileys in there or hot something. Hot toddies are my friend. Yes. I haven't had a hot toddy in years. I should have, I should make that. I never had one until I think maybe January or February of this year. Mm, okay. Never had one. And I was, wasn't feeling well. I had a little bit of a sore throat and my friend turned around and said, try a hot toddy. I'm like, oh, give over. No, no, no. Try it. <laughs> And now I'm hooked. I have like one a day. It's like, well, and I don't perfect. want a coffee, so I'll have a hot toddy instead. It's great. Right. And if you don't feel good, it's kind of perfect because it relaxes you because of the alcohol and just yep. it's warm. I love it. I, I'm finding different teas to make with it. Oh, yeah. I Camomile, love to use tea. Yes. Coat. Like I, there's a, I can't remember the name of the company. There's a company that I buy tea from up here that do herbal remedies and teas. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they'll do like throat coat, echinacea, cold medicine and stuff like that. So sure. I'll just use that for my hot toddy. That's perfect. You know, and what I like to use too, is you ever heard of the cold infused, like cold tea bags, like you put them in cold water. Yep. Yep. I use those with like alcohol too, like even flavored alcohol, then you're mm-hmm. not adding many calories and it's really quite delicious. I could see that. I could, that would be really good, actually. It's like, I do it all the time. It's a perfect drink. And you get like some of those flavored vodkas or 
no sugar vodkas, you know, they have those yep. like, no added sugar or whatever. Yep. It's so good. And it's just perfect because it tastes good and it's lower in calories. It's just like perfect. Yeah. I just, I stick with my wine. I don't care about calories. I'm like, just, <laughs> I love wine. I try, to, I try to, I attempt to try a new wine at least oh. once a month. Mm-hmm. I'll just mm-hmm. wander through the liquor store and just go, okay, what? No, hey, I don't know what that one's like. And right. I just buy a small bottle. Some of them are very successful and I buy them again. Yes. Some of them I use to cook with. Oh, exactly. But that's the beauty. You can cook with them too. So it's not like a waste, even if you don't like the taste of it to drink. Oh no, I cook. I cook with wine, even if it's eight o'clock in the morning and I'm pouring cereal for the kids. <laughs> we'll be back after a quick break. This episode is brought to you by the Spring Cleaning Champions, Manscaped. This season, make sure the man in your life grooms his carpets and his drapes with the leaders in below-the-waist grooming. Have him clear out that winter bush with Manscaped's Lawnmower 5.0 and watch his confidence bloom like the springtime flowers. Embrace the season and have him join the 10 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. With our special offer, go to manscaped.com and use code RUIN. You have to use my new code RUIN, R-U-A-N, for the 20% off and free shipping. Have you ever been doing some oral pleasure and got some hairs in your mouth or your teeth? Well, (laughs) Manscaped can help with that. Try being clean-shaven or spring cleaning. After he uses Manscaped, you can say, "Hmm, let's get some busy with some spring fever in the bedroom. Try out Lawn Mower 5.0 Ultra. It is an amazing trimmer that features two interchangeable heads, one for taking a little off the top and the new foil blade to go smooth. If you want to go smooth for spring cleaning, make sure you try out Manscaped products. Bring on those smooth skin sexy slaps in the bedroom. And how do you do that? Use Manscaped products to shave clean down in your pubic area. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code RUIN. You have to use my new code RUIN, R-U-A-N, all caps at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with code RUIN at manscaped.com. Nothing like a little spring cleaning in his pants, right? In your pants if you're a man. (laughs) Spring clean your groin area. Try smooth. Try it with Manscaped. I love it. I especially love it on mushrooms. You ever put wine on mushrooms? Like yes, sauteed? I make I make my homemade mushroom soup. Oh, nice. mushroom soup. And when I do that, I just douse it with the wine as mm. I'm the mushrooms down. Nice. And then I just don't drain it. I just keep all the wine that's all been reduced mm-hmm. and make soup in it. That's awesome. Yeah, I love to cook too. I'm I'm totally into cooking. So I totally can appreciate that. Oh yeah. I'm trying a new wine tonight too. I've never tried it before. It's good. I like it. It's from California. Nice. And you're drinking Argentinian see, Malbec. Ah, nice. I have not had great success with Malbecs. I feel like everyone I've tried, I've not loved. You know, you know what the problem is? I've spoken to a few people about this, is I love Malbecs and the, the Argentinian ones more than any of the others. I I've had should like, write that down. Italian and whatever. And I just, I really, really love the Argentinian ones. 
but there's been a couple where I've gone, Hmm, not buying that one again. And right. some that I love there's one it's obvious, of course, not the one I'm drinking tonight. It's called pure. Mm. And if you've not tried it, give it a shot because it's the nicest out of all of them that I've done. Uh, I have to look for that because yeah, I just have not had good success with Malbec. Every time I try it, I'm like, yeah, I don't really like that very much, you know? Yeah. I totally understand that. But I find that the, the pure one, I don't know what it is they do differently, but they can keep mm. doing it. The other one I have struggled with is Pinot Noir. I have not found many of the, have not found many of those that I like either. Um, I had, there was one years and years ago that I absolutely adored and I can't for the life of me remember what it is now. Mm. And I have not been able to, like nothing's twigged when I find, when I go looking through the store, mm-hmm. but I found one. 19 crimes, I think it's called. Oh, I feel like I've heard of that. I think it's an Australian, it's an Australian wine and I'm pretty sure it's called 19 crimes or something like that. And they did a good name. (laughs) I liked it. (laughs) Honestly, it was the name name and the label of a a black and white from like a hundred years ago mugshot. Yes. See, you know, though, you know, I, I hate to say this, this is like judging a book by the cover, but the label does impact me. Yes, absolutely. I'm sorry. It's like, I feel like I'm judging. I'm like, you know, we're, we're writers and we have books and we have pictures that go with our stories. And I'm like saying, I judge it by the cover on the wine. <laughs> but, but, you know, sometimes I'll judge it and go, oh, my God, I can't believe somebody put that on a wine bottle. But, you know, I try it anyway. Right. And sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Right now, yes. this one's actually a very, very plain um, label. I like it. The The one we have a local... I can't remember which one it is, but I'm pretty sure it's here in Ontario. And their their wine, they call it Don't Poke the Bear. Oh, that's a good name. (laughs) I'm like, like, I need that on a shirt. Don't poke the mama bear. That's right. Hell yes. Do not poke the mama bear. That is a bad idea. (laughs) No. (laughs) Hell hath no fury like a mama bear. That's true. I I have to agree with that. Absolutely. (laughs) I've had people go up against me and my husband will sit there and go, you shouldn't have said that to her. I'm not afraid of her. You should be. (laughs) Exactly. I love that statement. Yeah, you really should be. (laughs) That's a good statement for sure. Absolutely. Loving it. Oh man, I am like sucking down this bottle really fast. I'm like looking at how much I drank and I'm like, whoa, damn. Kind of scary, isn't it? (laughs) It is. I'm like, I brought down the bottle and there's like only like like a third left. And I'm like, "Hmm, whoa, all righty then. See, I've got my own little baristas and bartenders. Built oh, in. nice. Because my kids all know how to make my coffee. Oh, that's <laughs> And perfect. they all pour my, okay, mommy, do you want a bottle, the bottle wine or, <laughs> or the box? Box is fine. Okay. <laughs> yes, there are, it's one box I really like, and there aren't many that I like, but there's one I like. It's um Midnight Hawk. What is the brand of it? I can't remember the name of it. It's, it's a box wine that I actually really like. It's, it's dark. It's like a red. Yeah. I've never mm-hmm. heard of that one. But we have uh, such, between the two countries, we have very yeah. different offerings of wine. That's probably true. I would imagine. Yeah. I know the one I, the one I drink is Jackson Triggs. See, I've and, never even heard of that. Yeah. And it's right. from BC. It's from British Columbia. So oh, it's a Canadian winery. I bet we don't get it then. Yeah. Or it probably oh, is in a rare don't. place. Yeah. And I, I really, really like it. I like their Shiraz and their Merlot. I yeah. don't like any of their whites, but. Okay. Yeah. Like, Isn't that like weird? Like I've done the same thing where I've like tried like whites and reds from a winery and I don't always like both of them. Well, you know, you know, it's funny. 
before my mom passed away. My mom died when I was 24. Okay. Before she died, couldn't have chased me with red wine. <laughs> no, I was, I was, it was either a bottle of beer because I was a bottle baby or sure. it was white wine. Hands okay. down. Like it was like yep. red wine. No, I'm not drinking that. Yeah. Then the night she died, I craved red wine so badly. Did she I, like red wine? She was a red wine drinker. I paced, I paced the kid, the living room of my apartment and my husband, who was at the time, my boyfriend turned around. He's like, sit down. I'm like, I can't sit down. I don't know what's wrong. I can't sit down. And it was, I know now understanding my mediumship. I know now it was my mother communicating with me sure. because she was getting ready to die that night. And I create, I kept, I need red wine. I need red wine. I didn't touch white wine mm-hmm. for 22 years. Wouldn't wow. drink it. Couldn't wow. stand it. I tried it, but yeah. couldn't stand it. I would be like, oh God, I can't drink that. And mm-hmm. I only drank red. And then I drank white wine for about six months. And then I'm like, yeah, no, red it is. <laughs> <laughs> you converted. Yeah. And it was really, it was really odd because I couldn't, I never drank red wine before that. And then, then I couldn't drink anything, but. Yeah, yeah. My mom passed away when I was young too. And I tell you, I can say this with absolute certainty that I was in chemistry class and I was in high school and I felt the world shift. Yeah. I felt something change. And a little bit later, I got called down to the principal's office and was told that my mother had passed away. And I am telling you, I am not lying. I felt a shift in the world. Sweetie, I'm the one, I'm probably the only person in your world that's not going to think you're crazy, okay? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. We could sit and talk spirit because <laughs> when we had a we had a dog years ago before we had the kids, we had a Doberman that we rescued. Mm-hmm. And he was my baby. He was my first baby. And he was a mummy dog, 120 mm-hmm. pound mummy dog who liked I to love sit it. in my lap. <laughs> he was, I loved this dog immensely. He, he ended up with cancer. He had a cancerous tumor in his chest cavity. Okay. That was the type of cancer normally found on the spleen of dogs over the age of six. Okay. He was three and a half. Oh, for Pete's sake. What the so fuck? We no idea where he got it from. Nothing. The, the day he died, I'd been, I was at home and I was in communication with the vet and the vet called me and gave me an update and said, this is what we're going to do. And I'm like, great. No problem. 10 minutes later. No, I guess maybe about an hour later, I turned, I looked at our stairs going upstairs because he would stand on the stairs, Mm. look out in the open wall and Mm -hmm. whine at us. Like, what are you doing down here? It's bedtime. Let's go. (laughs) Every night, every night. He decided (laughs) to be downstairs anymore. Even at three. Wow. That's pretty young to do that. And, and that day I turned around and I looked at the stairs and I just started to bawl my eyes out. Uh, and it still brings tears to my eyes. And I just yelled, mom, you can't have him. He's mine. And I started right. to cry. Oh man. Brutal. 10 minutes later, the vet called me. Wow. And said, I'm sorry. He died 10 minutes ago. Oh my gosh. That's just insane. Oh, wow. So I knew the instant he mm-hmm. died. Yeah. Yeah. The instant. It's just, it just gives you the chills, but I it mean, does. Yeah. you hear stories like this and many people say such things. It's gotta be real. It is. I've seen, heard, and experienced too much for anyone to convince me I'm crazy or it's wrong or it's not real. Right. Hands right. down. Yep. yep. One of one of my children, she's six now. Okay. She came to me in two different pregnancies. Mm. She, was, she was a miscarriage. Oh. And when I was in the throes of this miscarriage, she told me 
don't worry, mommy, I'll be back. Wow. And I could feel her cuddling with me as, as she was leaving my body. I could feel the, her spirit cuddling with me and about, well, that was when that was March of 14. So probably about a year later, a little over a year later, Mm -hmm. I I was pregnant again. Wow. And as soon as I found out I was pregnant, she came back, she held my hand and said, I told you I'd be back. Wow. That's very moving. And it was like, thank you. I appreciate that. And I <laughs> exactly knew- right. Pardon me. I said exactly right. You appreciate that. That she came. I mean, that's, that's what you'd want. Yeah. And, and she's the only one, like none mm. of the others, they've all been like, I've had a few miscarriages and they've mm-hmm. been one-offs like, you know, thank you. We've learned what we needed to learn. We're out of here. Right. But she came back. And she's one of my more spiritual children. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You wonder if there's like, it's a different kind of like, I don't know, like sensibility or I don't even know how to say it. It's like mind frame or I don't, it's not the right word. There's definitely a soul thing happening on the soul level. Mm -hmm. And I I just, I I fully believe too that animals do have souls. I know some people think they don't, but I totally think they do. Yep. They do. They do. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, gosh. So how many more things are we going to find in common? <laughs> I know, this right? It's getting we... to be a little ridiculous here. <laughs> I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. And if we keep talking, we'll find things, right? <laughs> I think we may have to stop cool. recording at one point. You know that, right? <laughs> I know, right? Well, I can always cut it out too. That's the beauty of like, of being able to edit shit. And like, oh, that, that's that a real big trust level for me though. No, kidding. <laughs> I totally, oh, I totally get it. Anything you wanted me to cut out, I would cut out in a heartbeat. So I know if I didn't (laughs) trust you, honey, I would never have talked to you. (laughs) I totally understand. (laughs) (laughs) I would have been like, no, (laughs) we're good. Exactly. I take a drink of wine. Yes, I totally understand. And you know, it's just, it's fun to to chat and talk about things. And I just, there's so many things we could talk about. I mean, we could talk about sex. We could talk about sex toys. We can talk about what we were just talking about. We can talk about food. Obviously you like to cook. I like to cook. I mean, I'm like- easy. I'm just not cheap because there is no point in that shit. <laughs> That's right. No point in that shit at all. No point in that shit at all. I totally agree. (laughs) Spend as much money as you can on me. Thanks. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So what did you do today? That was like an awesome thing that you were like, yes, or was there nothing? No, it was a pretty typical day. I published a couple of pieces on simile and Mm. medium, got more ready as drafts and worked on a story. I find what one thing that I do like to do is I go out once a week, usually on Fridays, and I go to usually a Starbucks. Now that mm. the weather is nice, I'll go and sit probably in a park or something, and I'll just sit and write where the only person I have to worry about is me because we nice. homeschool. So yes. here. And I love my children, but when mm. you're a writer or when you're trying to work from home at all, yes. It's difficult. What, mommy, can you do this? Mommy, yes. I need this. Mommy, and it's like, okay, I just, then the thought's gone. All right, never mind. We'll finish that story later. Yeah, it's hard to be interrupted when you're writing. I feel the same way. So I only do it at certain times that, that seem to work. Yeah, I just, I pick it up whenever, but I have to, it's just when I'm in the zone, I'm, I have to just be able to say no. But I have a three-year-old who doesn't understand the just way mm. to say Yeah. My older kids do, because I'll sit there and quite a few of my kids draw. 
So oh, often yes. I tell them, I said, you know, when you sit down and you draw a picture and I call you to help me with something, right? That's so annoying. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Oh, I get it now. Right. Yes, yes. So when I say I need you to step in and do this for me so I can finish this paragraph or finish the story, right. that's why I'm asking. Yep. Yep. And they'll be like, okay, I get it now. Like, awesome. So could you do it? Thanks. <laughs> exactly. Then they get it. Exactly. But yeah, no, I just enjoyed the weather today. It was just so beautiful. That's awesome. Sunroof open, windows down and just, yeah. We need spring. That is for sure. Oh, I can't wait to have barbecue season again. Yeah. I'm so ready for summer to spring even. I feel like it's just. Well, today was a really nice day. I think, I think we got up to, like I said, about 16. I didn't find that out now. I have to look Mm -hmm. that up. (laughs) Fahrenheit. But yeah, it's because it was so sunny. It was so beautiful. I just sat outside on, on the patio at Starbucks, just sat there and wrote. It was great. That's perfect. It really was. What about you? What did you do today? Today was kind of a brutal day for me. I think I worked like huh, maybe 10 hours. Oh, was, that sucks. It was kind of brutal. I was really trying hard to finish an audiobook that I did for someone and he didn't like the male voice that I did. I was trying to do like, you know, it was really emotional. So I was trying to like pause and like, you know, making it be like yeah. it was difficult for him to say these things. And then he just thought it was really jagged and didn't flow. So I'm like, oh, fuck. I mean, it is so much work to go through an entire audiobook and change all the lines of one character. Yes. I spent worked on this yesterday too. So I recorded it yesterday, re-recorded all the lines. And then I worked on it for a couple hours yesterday. And this morning I worked on it straight for four and a half fucking hours. I was like going fucking insane and did end up getting it done. And he ended up liking it. But, you know, it's like, you know, he has a vision and I want to do what, what he sees for his vision. And, and, you know, authors are different. Some are like, okay, we'll let the, the narrator interpret. And others are like, no, this is what I want. And so I wanted to do what he wanted to, because this book, it's actually really cool. So do you know about, um, what's her name? Aubrey, Aubrey Andrews. Is that yep. her name? Yep. Yes. So she does that thing where like the confessions. Yeah. Yep. So she collects all these confessions and this author wrote a book based on a confession. This is really quite moving. So his confession won, and then this author wrote the story. And so he was someone who confessed that he hired someone on Twitter for sex after his wife had passed away. Right. And so he did this and he said, you know, the sex was spectacular. She was wonderful. But the most moving thing for him was after the sex that he held or she held him and he talked about his wife that had passed away. Right. Right. So then this was the inspiration for him to write the story and everybody really liked it and it was really moving. And so he ended up writing this story because it fit as a part of a novella, like before his big novel. So it's something that the character was a widow and he lost his wife. And so it was a story where he was with someone he hired and what happened during that time. And it was a really, it's a really moving story. And what I think is so cool is that he's decided all proceeds from this book are going to go to men's mental health. Charities. Oh, that's awesome. Right. And so he approached me and said, would you, would you be willing to do this and pay me? It's, it's going to be um, whatever we sell. And then, and then I turned around and said, well, whatever I sell, I'll turn around and donate it back to the same charities that you are going to. So it's a whole charity thing, but I literally spent 
hours on this. But I wanted to get it right. It's, it's his vision. And, you know, I wanted to get it where he was happy with it too. But I spent in a giant amount of time on this book. <laughs> and it's only an hour long audio book. But it's, it's the niggly points. Yes. It's, yes. It's the little, it's not even the big ones. It's not mm-hmm. paragraph. It's, you know, two lines. It's right. 18 words, not the paragraphs that are like 85 words. Right, right. And that sometimes that's the hardest bit. It is. And you, you I mean, got to get it I right. Know, even from editing a story, you write a story, and you think, oh yeah, that's great. And then you go back and you reread it and you mm-hmm. start rewriting it and God help you. What it ends up is you have no idea. Right. And when you're done, you're like, but that's not we're okay. That's what it is. This is it's, it. It's a pretty amazing process, isn't it? I know. But the, when it, you're working with somebody else's vision, it's even harder. It is because for me, I was like, I was trying to do like, you know, broken speech. It was harder for him to say these things because he's talking about her. And to him, it just came across as jagged and like awkward. Right. So, you know, I didn't want it to be that for him because this was his vision. He wrote the story. So it's like a different interpretation when you're narrating it when when you're writing it. Yep. Because you're not in charge of the direction or how it should sound. You're just in charge of representing the person who is directing traffic, so to speak. Right. So I wanted to make it where he was like, yeah, I like this, you know, and that was important to me. I didn't say no. <laughs> like, I didn't say, no, I'm not going to do this. I'm like, no, I'll, I'll redo all his lines and I'll insert them into the audiobook. Nice. I'm excited for it to, to come live. He just literally accepted it this afternoon. So <laughs> It's uh, very fresh. And I'm like, woo, he likes it. Phew. <laughs> awesome. So, you know, what I did a couple of weeks ago, What's I guess that? about a month ago now. I don't know if you remember, but when we talked the last time I mentioned screenwriting. Yes. I entered a screenwriting challenge. Oh, that's awesome. I actually wrote my very first screenplay. It's only like 12 pages long because you have a week to do it and they give you the subject they give you the genre the subject and the a character and they all have to be okay. part of the screenplay they give you one character and you make up the rest or what yeah yeah okay it's, um, i don't know if you're familiar with nyc midnight they do a lot of writing challenges very so cool they do a flash fiction 100 word story one starts tonight they do a flash fiction one uh a little bit bigger ones and everything else they nice. do them throughout the year and uh so I, I wasn't going to enter it. I was just going to muddle along on my own. And then a friend emailed me when he received the email from NYC Midnight. He forwarded it to me and said, you know, you should probably do this. Mm. And I received his email, like literally three emails after my newsletter from NYC Midnight. Oh, okay. So I'm like, okay, fine, fine. <laughs> The reminder. Okay. Yes. I said, what the hell? So now I have to wait another month to find out if I make, I probably won't, but that's not being pessimistic. It's being realistic. Well, you never know. You never know. You never know. But if I don't, then I did it. That's all that matters. That's right. And it's the first step into it, which is huge because it's something that you wanted to do. And so that's just, that's by itself. I'm, I'm actually kind of, I'm actually kind of impressed with what I did. That's awesome. Especially considering the the genre was action adventure, which I don't usually write. Okay. Yep. The subject was tapped out. Okay. And the character was ditch digger. Ah. Wow. Thanks, guys. Totally <laughs> appreciate it. 
You guys just rock. Please, no sarcasm here. I stood over for a couple of days going, you're kidding me, right? Right. And you're like, what, what now? So I ended up with, with something and it rolled away from me and I had to whittle 15 pages down into 12. Oh, that's, that hurts. It did, but you know what? I did it and I submitted it, not even down to the wire. Hmm. The wire was 1159 and I did it like 738 o'clock. <laughs> I was like, you know, it's not 1130. So I'm good. That's I'm, right. I'm that's right. Feeling positive on this one. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm like ditch digger. I'm like, what the hell do I do with this? That 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 is tough. Because what they do is they take all of the all of the participants and they split them up into as even groups as they can. Okay. So like if there's 25 groups and they each have 20, then you know you've got 2,500 participants. Sure. Okay. So um, so I know that I'm only going to be competing really against the people in my group. Right. But I'm like, really? Really ditch digger? <laughs> Like you couldn't have like given me nose picker, like seriously. I know, right. Like that's like that that's tough. That's like, that's wh- tough. where was where was the you know drama as the genre and you know subject um picking up dog <laughs> poo in the park and character <laughs> nose picker. Like <laughs> seriously. Let's pick, let's see what we can pick. That's like the worst idea ever. I know, I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> Oh, but I rolled with it. <laughs> we'll see. That's awesome. That's a huge challenge too. And I feel like that kind of thing like really stretches you as a writer. But like, okay, now what the fuck am I going to do? Well, you know, when I was done, first thing I said to my husband, I turned around and I said, that really wasn't as difficult as they say it is. Mm. <laughs> like, you know, I'm really kind of impressed that it was, wasn't like people think, oh, screenwriting. <gasps> Ooh, oh my right. God. How do you do that? Right. Once, once I actually sat down and went, you know, I got a handle on this. Let's do it like this. It's no wonder it was suggested to me because my writing style really does lend itself to screenwriting. So did you feel like you added more detail or less? I'm just curious because I have like no idea how I would approach such a thing. Well, when you, what they were looking for was what they call speculative screenwriting. Mm -hmm. So it's basically, it's not got the standing off to stage left or any of the stage directions or anything like that. Okay. So basically what they're looking for is uh, the description and the prose and then broken up with dialogue. Okay. So, so like you'd have, you know, Heather sat, Heather sat on the bed, the laptop on her knees, having a chat with her good friend. Okay. And then, you know, Ruan said, Ruan drinking wine and then your dialogue and then Heather okay you know, scratching her head during and her dialogue and then back to the description again. So yeah, it's very present. Very present. And it's written yeah. in first person mm-hmm. and it's written in, in present tense, which is odd for me. I don't write present tense. Yeah, I have. And when I'm writing in present tense, sometimes I accidentally flip back to past. Yes. And then I have to go through and fix it. And I yeah. much prefer third person. Well, no, actually it's third, it's third person. Present tense is what it was written in. Okay. I much prefer third person over first person POV. I find it much easier because you can do both sides of the coin that way. You're not limited to what, you know, Heather sees. You you can say what Heather sees, what Ruan sees, what, you know, Joe right. Blow down the street sees, and you can branch out to make a bigger picture. Right. Tell the story. Right. But, but yeah. And I even, uh, 
I wrote a piece that was put into the writing cooperative about writing the screenplay. Mm, cool. And like, and the one thing that really stuck out to me is I know that there are people sitting there going, well, you, know, you wrote one 12 page screenplay. You are not a screenwriter. And it's like, and I wrote, even in that piece, I wrote, I wrote a screenplay. I'm a yes. screenwriter That's and right. a story. Like, yeah, it's not like I wrote a screenplay. And now I'm saying, you know, I'm a copywriter. No, because I didn't right. write a copy. I wrote a screenplay. You have experience. That's all that matters. Right. And I'm, because I'm not, I'm not exclusionary like that. Like I'm all in going, yeah, you can do it. Sure. Go ahead. Let's go. Absolutely. I feel like sometimes that's kind of how I write. Like I, I put myself in it, like in the moment. And so I kind of imagine doing that. Um, I've never like tried to do it, but I can imagine doing it. Having the deadline was difficult. I don't do yeah. deadlines well. Deadlines are hard. I know. I, I really do not write to deadline really well. No. But I, and even worse, I was convinced, like convinced the deadline was 1159. <laughs> And I was panicking. And at 11.55, I couldn't find my link (laughs) to upload the thing. And then I finally found it. And as I'm reading the email, the link was in. I'm like, 11.59 Saturday. What? Oh, my gosh. That sounds like like me. (laughs) I'm like, fantastic. So I I put it down. I went to bed. And the next day, I I went through and made it better by editing it further and everything Mm, else. Yep, yep. And then I just thanked Spirit. I'm like, thank you for making me write it in one day. Would have been nice to have gotten the notice a little bit more than me sitting there crying in tears because it didn't wasn't going to be submitted on time. Right. But you There's know, nothing I, worse than that. All that work and then you like didn't make the deadline. I was panicking. Just, I'm like, I can't oh. believe it. I'm like like big ugly tears. I'm like, ah. And then I read the email. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, I hate you, spirit. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like something that totally would happen to me. <laughs> <laughs> Must be the Aries thing. <laughs> Must be. Yeah, I, I think it probably is because I'm like that too. Like, yeah, I just, I do better too. Like, I'm like, okay, I have to do this today. Yeah. See, I was the kid in high school who would sit there and would get the assignment for independent studies or essays, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And on like, say, you know, October 1st, and it was due, you know, December 19th, right before we went away for Christmas. And on December, like, you know, 18th, Somebody would say, so have you started it yet? Oh, but it's not. Shit, that's due tomorrow, isn't it? Oh. (laughs) And then I'd write it and I'd get like 90. Right. And people would be like, how could you do this? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. It's just me. I did that in college once. I handed an essay in two weeks late, 14 points off of it. Still got 76 on the essay <laughs> and it was a film review because I'm an, I'm an ECE, an early childhood educator with okay, edu- yep. through my education. Mm-hmm. And um, the film review had to be on a film that dealt with a disability okay. and how it dealt with the disability. One of these days I will actually watch children of a lesser God. I haven't watched that either. Because that's the one I wrote that essay on that gave me (laughs) 14 points off and still get a 76. And I still, to this day, a very long time later, not seen the movie Children of a Lesser God. (laughs) And one of the women I went to college with said, oh, that's the one I did mine too. I can't believe you. You handed it in late. What'd you get? And I showed her and she's like, you got more better grade than I did. (laughs) I'm like, yeah. I said, one of these days I'll actually watch the movie. 
<laughs> she blew my essay at me. She goes, you didn't see the movie? I'm like, no, I, I said, I kept falling asleep. I just returned <laughs> it to the library and wrote the essay. And, and she was like, I can't believe you've never seen it. I'm like, nope, never have. <laughs> well, you got a skill, you got a skill. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's where, that's where I truly honed my writing chops. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Writing those essays in college and high school. <laughs> Things that you didn't even watch. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's what killed her more than anything. She's like, I watched oh, yeah. like four times a day for a week. I'm like, yeah, I've, I've never seen <laughs> I was like putting the screws to her and like, what the yeah, fuck? she didn't talk to me for a couple of days. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> it was nothing like a loss, but I laughed at her. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, it's, it's nice to be able to have such an ability where you can do that. I mean, hey. Well, you know, got the gift of gab. Like, a friend of mine listened to the podcast you posted the other day. Mm. He turned around and he's like, how do you talk for an hour? <laughs> really? He, he, you he thought that was hard? He, he's a very quiet man. Like he, he doesn't okay. say a lot. He's a man of few words, as they say. Sure. And, and he turns around and he goes, I don't think I've talked that much all year. <laughs> like, how did you do that? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, well, we chat online and you know yeah. how much I type. Right. And he's like, good point. <laughs> it's doing really well. I have to tell you, the last time I checked it, it's almost near a thousand downloads. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Seriously, it's doing great. I mean, it hasn't been that long out there and it's almost to a thousand downloads. We're just crazy. <laughs> I know, right? I, you know, like, we have to to them again. They said, what? Really? That <laughs> <laughs> is awesome. Here, here's a fun cooking fact for you. I can make a New York style cheesecake that makes that you taste it and it tastes like it came from high end bakery, mm. but I can't make jello. <laughs> Why can't you make jello? I have no earthly idea. <laughs> my, my daughter and I have made jello <laughs> side by side, same implements, same tools, same yeah. water, same everything. Hers mm. is beautiful. Mine, no. <laughs> that's hilarious yeah yeah and, and i'll make i'll make like a really decadent dessert that's really complicated like and people are like wow oh my god this is so great but you can make everything and i'll just look at her and i know what's coming out of her mouth yeah, yeah. she can make jello sure she, she can't like, no, really can't <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> It's too simplistic, right? It's, it's just too simplistic. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I just, I cannot make jello. I, I, <laughs> I just, if we want jello, I can hand her the packet and go make jello, please. Okay. Yeah. Hey, child, can you please make the jello? I can't do it. Yeah, no. And she's, she's 18 now, but she's, she's been making the jello in the house for like 10 years. She's a jello maker. Yes. She is the official jello maker. I am not. Does she like to make a certain flavor of jello? We like red jello. Red jello. I can understand red jello. Yeah. Red is a good color of like everything. Strawberry and raspberry is a a couple of the kids' favorites, but I like the cherry. But I like anything. They don't make watermelon jello, do they? I don't think they make watermelon jello, do they? I don't know. I thought they did. I don't remember ever seeing watermelon jello. I think it's probably one of those specialty flavors that they have. It might be. It's like around for a limited time. And if you don't get it, you're screwed. Yeah, pretty much. Sorry, it's gone. Okay. But cherry and raspberry and strawberry. Yes. Sorry. I had to send a 
text to my son to tell him to take the dog in the house because he's barking his head off outside. Oh, I can't even hear him. <laughs> oh, I hear him. Yorkies should all be renamed Yappies. Oh, yes. Yorkies. Yeah. So little buggers. Oh, yeah. And he's he's old. He's almost 13. So okay. he's going deaf. Mind, and we believe he's suffering from some form of dementia. Oh, dear. That doesn't because help. Because he's he'll bark at nothing. Mm. Oh, I can hear running in the house. So they obviously got the text. <laughs> it doesn't help when they go. I mean, to their to their defense, they can't like communicate. So they're like, what the no, fuck's I going on really with me? Because, yeah. But we noticed it because we would drop food in the kitchen right in front of him and he wouldn't see it. Oh, okay. Like, just get groomed and he wouldn't see it. Like, but he can, can he smell? Not well. Okay. So his smell is not up either. Oh yeah. He's just losing it left, right, and center. Poor guy. Mm. So That's... we, we, we accommodate him. Now we just put it right in front of his face here. Take this. Right. When he starts missing that, we'll really worry. Yeah, exactly. Well, if it's right in front of his face, he doesn't take it. Then that's the problem. Yeah. As long as he's still eating, it's okay. But once they stop eating, that's the problem. Oh yeah. He'll, he's, he eats just fine. And he'll tell you when he hasn't eaten too. <laughs> he's not afraid to say. No, he sits there and he'll growl and bark and yip and and he just sits there like that. And it's like, buddy, we just fed you. And he's like, yeah, it wasn't enough. <laughs> I need more. Yeah, I need more. So <laughs> I give him something different. Sometimes I think he just forgets he's eaten and just goes for more anyway. Oh, true. But, you know, and if he's hungry, he's like, well, I'm still hungry. I, he doesn't remember that he ate. So he's just hungry. He could be. Do you have any pets? Yes. Two dogs. Both are rescue dogs from rescue groups. Nice. And one's from Mexico and one is from Missouri. Wow. Yeah. Do they one from Mexico. Talk to each other or is there a language barrier? Um, <laughs> we don't know the language barrier. But the, the one from Mexico came over when she was three months. She came on an airplane. So oh, nice. I don't think she knew much of the language. Uh, but She's funny though. I always, I always tease her and say she'll like go and lay outside when it's cold. I'm like, you're no Mexican dog. You're going outside to lay in the cold. (laughs) (laughs) You're no Mexican dog. (laughs) And then there's a Yorkie who goes and finds every stretch, every patch of sun like a cat. Oh, yes. Curls up in it. Yes. I love cats. I grew up with cats too. Cats are amazing. Do you you do have cats or no, just dogs? Just dogs. I think um, I was traumatized. We had a cat when I was young. Okay. And when I was six, my um, my father, in a rather cruel move, drove me with my dog under one arm and a cat under the other. And this oh. cat, I would, I was like, I would dress this cat in my doll clothes, and she'd let me. Okay. And drove us to the Humane Society in Toronto, and because he didn't want them anymore, and he oh, or literally tore them out of my arms. Oh my gosh. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, unfortunately. Who the fuck can do that kind of shit? And this is why I don't talk to him anymore. Um, Uh, Ever since then, ever since then, I have not been able to have a cat. Oh my gosh. That is brutal. I could never do such a thing. Yeah. No. I'm like the opposite. I'm the kind of person who cannot walk through a humane society because it will fucking tear me to fucking pieces. I can't do it because I want to take them all. 
Like I can feel everything, every thought that they're having. I, I can't, I can't even walk through there. It fucking kills me. Yeah, I should, I should see if I can find, I wrote a story last year. No, two years ago, I guess. I, um, I was doing prompts at one point Okay. for starting in like May of 2020 until January of 21. I did a prompt, tried to do a prompt every day. Okay. And I think I ended up doing about 250 stories wow. out of it of Amazing. various lengths. Yeah. It's kind of my, my base. So if I'm sitting there going, I feel I want to write something. I have no, no ideas. I'll sometimes pull it out, especially if I'm doing something with a theme, I'll go through all my old nice. ones so I can do with it. Okay. Yeah. And the one story I wrote, I wrote two of them that were along the same lines. Okay. Uh, and the one where this woman walks to work and as she's walking to work, she sees a dog being mistreated and left outside mm. chained up in the front yard. So she calls her assistant, says, cancel all my meetings, picks the dog up and goes home. Yeah, that would be me. Steals the dog. That would be me. (laughs) Yeah, I wrote wrote it for a friend of mine who does dog rescue as well. And she would. Oh, sure. Oh, I bet. I sent it to her and I'm like, wrote this for you. And she's like, yeah, you did. (laughs) (laughs) That's me. I'm like, I know I remember. (laughs) (laughs) That's me too. I can't tolerate that stuff. I just, like I said, I can't, I can't even literally cannot. If I walk through a mean society, I will feel like I was, I'm so overwhelmed. Like I can like feel what they're all feeling and what they're thinking. Yeah, you're very empathetic. Yeah, I can't. Well, I don't. our Yorkie, he was three and a half when we got him, not even. And he was a rescue. Okay. The This family that I knew had him and mm. he bit the mother of the family. Okay. I would have bitten the mother of this family. <laughs> I totally had complete sympathy for the dog. Right. And, and she posted on Facebook about, you know, I've always wanted a Yorkie. I can't believe this turned out so horrible. Who knew they were such mean, nasty animals? Mm. And if, if, the, if there was a clinic open, he'd already be put down. Oh, geez. So I'm like, okay. So I, I called her up. I'm like, what the hell's going on? She's right. like, oh, it's such a disaster. I can't believe this. And she goes on telling me all the stories. So while I'm, I've got her on the phone talking to her, I'm texting my friend who does dog rescue. And I'm like, okay, I'm in, you know, I was an hour and a half west of Toronto. And my friend and the dog were an hour east of Toronto. Okay. So we were like an hour and a half, two hours apart. Mm-hmm. So I said, I called my friend up and I'm like, uh, can you guys do anything about this? We can't do anything until tomorrow. And I'm like, well, I'm listening to her husband in the background yelling and screaming how they're going to keep the 10 pound dog in the backyard overnight. It was, it was, it was below 32 degrees. Oh, come on. What kind of psycho is, is like that? My friend's boyfriend at the time said, okay, well, he'll be there in 10 minutes. So I told them he went out, got the dog and literally like 10 pounds he was soaking wet. He was less than a bag of potatoes. How could you leave it outside? I don't even understand. And they would have, they would have. What the fuck is wrong with people? Well, that's okay. Because as they will tell you, they were good Christians. Oh, right. Because they're the good Christians that have to tell you they're good Christians because their actions don't tell you they're good Christians. Right. (laughs) They have to prove it. My, my friend was going to keep them, but she was expecting a Rottweiler that they already put into the into the system because yep. the owner was surrendering them. She's like, I can't keep them. 
And I'm like, okay, well, we'll come, we'll pick him up from the vets where is at three and a half. He still hadn't been neutered. Right. He was okay. aggressive. Wow. Like yep. he hadn't been laid in three and a half years. Yeah. He was aggressive. <laughs> well, duh. I wouldn't even want to see my husband. No, thanks. I'm good. I mean, seriously, what do people think that they're like, they don't, don't have like hormones in their bodies? What the fuck? So, so we went and picked him up from the vet's clinic with the understanding that he was going to be a rescue. And when they found him a home, we'd relinquish him. Okay. That was April of 2013. (laughs) Do the math. Right. Yep. (laughs) As of now, I think maybe he might be ours. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I think so. That's me too. I, you know, I look at an animal, I like spend like one minute with it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's mine. <laughs> yeah. I'm like that with dogs. I get attached within like no time at all. The kids I could give back <laughs> <laughs> on occasion. <laughs> on occasion. Telling them I get to pick which one. I know, right. And when. <laughs> you guys better be on your behavior, best behavior because I get to pick today, not you. <laughs> When I was young, I worked at a veterinary clinic. I was actually considering going to veterinary school and I was working as a veterinary assistant and people brought in these two rabbits and they both had a cuterebra. Have you ever heard of that? No. Okay. So a cuterebra is some sort of parasite that embeds itself in skin and it's like, it's covered up and it makes like a lump under the skin. And, but when you take it out, it leaves this giant crater in the skin, which will eventually heal. Right. And so both of the, th- the parasites were removed from the baby rabbits, but they had this giant crater, which looked like, like a third eye that didn't have an eyeball. Oh, yeah. And so they wanted to put it just both of them to sleep because they're like, we can't sell these. Nobody's going to buy these. And oh, we're come like, on. I know. Right. So two of us, one was a vet tech and I was a veterinary assistant and receptionist. And we're like, fuck no, we'll take them. So she took one and I took the other. Within a couple of weeks, it totally healed over and the fur grew back and you couldn't even tell that it had happened. And so that was just really sad to me that someone was like, okay, well, we're going to kill them because they look like this right now. What the fuck? Yeah. And I had that rabbit for, geez, I think it was, how old was she? 12 or 13 years old. She was really old for a rabbit. I mean, like really old. Yeah. We had guinea pigs when I was little. Oh, yes. I love guinea pigs. Me too. They're, they're stinky, but, you know. But, but they're, they're so cuddly. They're like just total are. cuddle bugs. Yeah. I, I, loved, I loved them because I could like to sit with them. Yes. They just we sit there and cuddle with you. We had a hamster until we got our dog. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, well, we had, before we got the Doberman that I was telling you about earlier, uh, we had a, the daycare I worked at had a hamster. Mm, yep. They didn't really want to keep it anymore. The kids weren't interested. So I, I took it and he had a, one of those balls. Oh yes. And oh my God, he loved it. Oh yes. I had all him. over the apartment we lived in at the time, like yeah. all over. But when we got the Doberman, we couldn't put him in the ball anymore. Oh yeah. So Cause he would play with it. Right. Well, he would sit, we had his cage up on top of the fridge. And the dog, Bogey, would sit at the bottom of the fridge and whine because he wanted to play with them. Oh, so he didn't want to attack it. He wanted to play with it. I don't think so. I think he wanted to just play, but Mm -hmm. it was, it's like, buddy, seriously, you you can't. You just can't. (laughs) You're going to demolish him in like a second. I grew up with hamsters, so I totally get that. I had hamster after hamster as a kid. Well, he was a teddy bear hamster. Oh, yes. I had had teddy bear hamsters. He was what, three? He died. He was five when he died. That's pretty old for a hamster. Exactly. 
really we, is. Uh, we, we found him a new home with someone my mother-in-law worked with us at the time, because we, as I said to, to my husband, I said, it's, it's not fair because, you know, he's used to being able to, to, to go around in his ball. Like he's yeah, used exactly. to exercise. It's not fair to keep him in right. just that little squeaky wheel. Like, yep. yep. We used to have a grand old time. My husband would come home from work and we'd be still talking. And he'd hear a noise. He goes, Oh, he's in his ball. Cause you could hear him hitting stuff. Cause he right. was all over the, all over the apartment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And when we found that we couldn't keep him, we couldn't let him go in the ball anymore. We just went, we, we need to find him a new home. Yeah. We can't yeah. To him anymore. So this woman had uh, three kids, three boys. And I think they were like eight and 10 or something. Mm. She had twins. Yep. And not that I can't do math. But <laughs> and uh, and she took him, and he he was supposedly like years one to two years old when I had him and took him home, and then she had him for another three years. Wow, that's impressive. Because we found out when he died, and I'm like, wait, but he's a teddy bear. There's no way he should have lived that long. That's that's pretty long. Usually they're like three at the absolute max. No, he lived to be almost five. Wow. Yeah, he was very happy. <laughs> he was extremely happy. Yeah, extremely happy, and he that's, had a great life. That's awesome. Dog, he was very upset because he couldn't see him anymore on top of. <laughs> I know he's like, where did that thing go? I wanted it. Oh yeah, he did. He desperately wanted it. <laughs> he's also the dog that would do belly flops, literally, like land on his chest almost. Oh my gosh! Our, our deck at at the house we moved into from the apartment was four feet off the ground mm. and he would, he would run to the out to the top of the stairs and launch himself and land on the grass. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We couldn't spell. <laughs> wow. The dog knew how to spell cat. <laughs> he did. We'd be like, oh, look, look what's outside. And as soon as we said that he'd go right, right to the back sliding doors and he'd see the cat and we'd be done. And then <laughs> Start saying cat and he figured it out. And then we stopped saying cat and started saying, you know, oh, look outside. Can't say that anymore. And then we started spelling oh, yes. it. And yep. then just stood there and I looked out the back and looked at my hubby and said, yeah, there's a C-A-T somewhere. Yes. And the dog perked up and ran to the back door. I'm like, you're fucking kidding me. I'm like, I can't even say this now. It's so true. I used to have a Sheltie and he learned every form of the word walk, even W. You say W. He knew what you were fucking talking about. You should smart to language. All right. We're just Try like spelling in the air. <laughs> they're smart. I tell you, oh, you know, it, people think they're not, but it was funny. And he loved strawberries. Bogey did. Oh, that's cute. So if I brought strawberries home, he'd find them in the, in the groceries. <laughs> I put the bags on the floor by the fridge and he'd sit beside the bag, look uh-huh. at the bag, look at me, whine. <laughs> and then he like nudged the bag but he never ever never ever went after them wow just encouraged me to go after (laughs) you need to give me that yeah and if he knew there was frozen strawberries in the freezer god help us wow i think they're so smart people think they're not but they so are look up at the freezer with an expectation until I went and got him one. Yep. My dog, one of my dogs now, the one that's from Mexico, she'll, if she wants something, she'll look at it and she'll look at me. She'll look at it and she'll look at me. She'll look yep. at it and she'll look at me. And that's her way of saying, I want that. <laughs> How come I don't have it yet? I know, right? See that? That's what I want. See that? That's what I want. <laughs> yep. I hear you. 
I uh, animals are amazing. I'm a total animal lover, obviously, but yeah, I just, I think they're amazing. I, um, I wouldn't hate being without animals in my life. Oh my gosh. I we know did it for a lot of years after, um, bogey died mm. we got, we lasted, I think four days and then we got a couple yes. of puppies. Yes. And Every then, time I've lost an animal, I've been like a week or two, maybe three. And then I have a new one because I can't, I can't tolerate not having them. Well, we just was partly that the house was just so empty. Yes. I hated coming home. I didn't want to be at home because the house was so empty. Yes. So we got puppies and when, um, we had him until 2008, we lasted about five years without an animal in the house. Okay. And it was not fun for me. I hated it. No, not at all. And now we have the barking demented dog. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Love them, but still barking demented dog. Oh yes. I can understand that. I've had many that have been like just irrational, like going crazy for like no reason whatsoever or just being irrational. Yep. So any plans for the weekend? Um, Yes. I have tomorrow morning, I have an interview, which is unusual on a Saturday, but interviewing a couple from England, UK, who are into hypnosis, erotic hypnosis. Nice. So I'm very intrigued. And I just have realized this, that there's a sudden backlash in whoever thinks things are offensive of erotic hypnosis. They're like thinking it's like evil, like taking advantage of people. So they've had to change their wording. Yes. Mesmerize. So their name is mesmerotic. Nice. I like that. Yeah. I just did not realize that somebody I just talked to recently, gosh, I'm drawing a blank. They said that the whole, there's a, there's a huge backlash in the community of people thinking that hypnosis is like taking advantage of people and not consent and all you know this the stuff. Problem, the problem is with that is the same as, as a woman who enjoys sex. Everyone says, oh, she's a slut. But exactly. Who enjoys sex. Oh, he's, he's a playboy. Exactly. And it's yes. just kind of the same thing. It's because right. you don't, you, you look at it and you see one person that has right. taken advantage and then everybody's right. like, and it's like, you yep. can't generalize like that. No, you can't. You know, like you, you look at it and you look at it in terms of, of race. You're not supposed to vilify one person of any particular race based on the actions of everybody. Do you know what I, do you, do you know what I mean? I like, do totally. You, I could, I couldn't say, oh, I don't trust a white man with glasses. Right. There was a white man with glasses who, you know, slapped me once. Right. But they, but they can vilify other people for the same thing kind of thing, you know, and it's not exactly it's fucked up. It's totally. Oh, absolutely. It's like, really, can you guys get your shit together? Right. Like either, either we get to be able to vilify everybody for just being assholes because they're assholes, (laughs) not because of anything else. Right. Or we get to get our heads bitten off because nobody's an asshole because everybody's fine. Right. Oh, just, fine. None of us are fine. Can we figure that out too? Exactly. And the thing that's so disturbing to me is that, okay, you're going to get hypnotized. You're like sitting down on purpose. I mean, you're not going to get hypnotized if you're fucking running away. You want to no. do it. No. You want to be a part I, of it. I've often wondered if I could even be hypnotized. I've been hypnotized. It, it does work. No, no, not because it doesn't work, but, um, I, 
how can I say this without making it sound like I'm so much better than everyone else because I don't. <laughs> but I find that I can separate my mind. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like I can almost revert myself back or like retreat into a specific part of my mind. So I'm not sure if it is even possible. Right. Because I know that there are people who cannot be hypnotized. Yes. And and I've heard that too. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not sure if I could be because like you get all these people like things, oh, look at this. And I can kind of see through them kind of thing. Right. But if I felt safe enough, I'd be willing to give it a shot. Yeah. I think that is the giant key there is if you feel safe enough. Otherwise, if you, you're not going to let your guard down, you're not going to let it happen. But that goes with anything. Well, true. That's, that's, that's the same as people who don't understand BDSM or, or Dom's. Yes. Yes. It's it's not about somebody deciding that they're going to have power over somebody. It's somebody trusting that other person enough to relinquish their power to them. Yes. And, And that is a giant amount of trust. And, and about the Dom being mature enough to see that the trust is there and respect it and the person giving it to them. Right. And and that the sub is actually the one in charge who said, okay, this, this is okay. Or this is not. Yes. Yes. And so many people don't see that they, they they see, you know, he tied her up. Maybe she wanted them to. Exactly. Maybe she bought the ropes and brought them in and said, here, <laughs> let's give this a shot. Exactly. This is where people have misconceptions about it. And, and the media doesn't always help, you know, them. And they, but they don't want to see if there's, um, see if there's more to it. Like right. they take it all at face value. Yes. And that but is God the help you. If you take them at face value. Oh, exactly. Then they're just wrong. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, like I said, I think I mentioned last time, my, you know, redemption granted series about corrupt Catholics. Mm-hmm. Religion is the biggest culprit in that. It is. Because, you know, you take religion at face value. It's a bunch of old men telling everybody else how to live their lives when they're not yes. doing a damn thing that they're preaching. Exactly. Exactly. Well, why the hell should I listen to you tell me that I should be celibate when I've heard all the stories from the altar boys? Exactly. Just saying. It's so fucked up. It is. It's disgustingly. It is. It's like, listen to what I say, but what I don't watch what I do. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I find it goes back to like the good Christians of the world. We, when my husband and I got married, the couple, we were married by a couple because the, the pastor who had known my husband since he was a child, we were the last wedding he ever performed. He'd had a couple of strokes. So his wife helped him through it. Okay. And they were good Christians. They didn't have to tell you right. everything they said and did showed you that they were Christians. And, you know, his wife has, she's read the Quran and she's read uh, the Bible several times. And the, uh, I can't remember, can't remember. This is showing my ignorance here, but if the Jewish faith follows the Bible or if they have another Mm. name, the book they do follow, but she's, she's read all the important documents in every major religion in the world. Right. Because I want to understand them. Right. Yet I know this family that had our dog before we did, and they will preach about all the other religions, but you can tell by what they're saying that they don't understand what they're saying. Right. Because they don't have the knowledge base really. Yep. And that's like, everything can come down to that. If you don't know what you're talking about, don't talk. Exactly. Don't judge. Yes. You know, I've had friends tell me many times, 
you know, I love talking to you, Heather, because you're in a judgment-free zone. I'm like, who the hell am I to judge you? Yes. In your life. Okay. That is totally my viewpoint. I am not someone to judge. I may have an opinion, but I still am not going to judge you. That's not my role. Well, no, because who, I don't walk in your shoes. I don't know no. the life you leave. You exactly. lead. And it's quite frankly, as long as what you do doesn't negatively impact me or my family, I don't mm-hmm. give a flying fuck what you do. Right. I don't give a regular fuck either. I just don't care. <laughs> I totally understand that. <laughs> because it just doesn't make any sense. And no, why care about what somebody else is doing in their bedroom? Are you well, exactly, jealous? Exactly. Exactly. Then ask to join in, but don't right. sit there and judge them for it. Exactly. Don't say that what they're doing is wrong or evil or bad. I mean, except why? Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense at all. And so I kind of feel bad for these people that now it's all of a sudden this like taboo topic that they can't even say the word hypnosis. They have to use the word mesmerize. Yes. <laughs> it always brings up pictures of, of like the guys with the twirly eyes on all the cartoons. I know, right? Totally. It's <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. And, and I approached this woman because I saw her on Twitter. I'm like, oh, damn, she'd be a good interview. And then she was like, well, can my partner come on too? Because we like to do everything together. I'm like, well, fuck yes. <laughs> Twist oh, my rubber Absolutely. <laughs> exactly. And she's like, well, so apparently they are, they're very into the hypnosis and, but they've had to, you know, they've followed the whole train to having to be called mesmerized instead of hypnosis because now hypnosis is a taboo word. <laughs> I mean, what the hell? I, I just can't stop laughing at that. Like it's, it's no, just ridiculous, it's isn't it? People, it's not. It's it's not a blade cutting your throat. It's not a <laughs> right. gun being held to your head. It's a word. You're not even tied up. It's influencing your mind and your thoughts. It's not even like a a weapon of any sort that could be interpreted as a weapon that isn't even meant as a weapon. Yeah, exactly. Why are you afraid of a word? Why are you afraid of a word? Really? A word. Right. I just think it's so silly. It's ridiculous. What is the world need, come to? We, can't we need even to figure out a new word to use for hypnosis then. It's it's mesmerized. Apparently no, right now, mesmerized is the word. We need a completely new word. Make up make <laughs> up a word for it and then see if you get afraid of that too. Maybe it'll take them longer to find it and make it taboo if you just make up a fucking word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you like hide from the people who are in charge, you think they know what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> make up a new word. What would you make it up as? I don't know. Oh, come on. It would be fun. You get a new <laughs> word. Like, let's see. Hypnosis. <laughs> what could we do. What could we do? Let's see. Uh, I don't know. Leave it with me. I'll, I'll figure it out and we'll look it out and I'll start talking about it on Twitter. <laughs> Sounds perfect. <laughs> You can't have any sort of like taboo thing in there. Be like, oh, there's that part of that word. You know, that's bad. Well, you know, you know what I find, and it, it makes me laugh because it is just a word. And quite frankly, I have one. I can say it if I want. Now, shut up. Is the word <laughs> cunt? Yes, yes. Do you know where the word cunt comes from? No, it don't. But it doesn't bother me whatsoever. It's it's, it's short for country because really, it, yeah, yeah, because originally. If I remember right, I could be wrong. So I'm sure, you know, somebody somewhere will be <laughs> looking it up to, oh my God, she was wrong. Right. Um, 
But if I remember what I read years ago is that it was, uh, they would use it to talk about the country girls and it ends up, ended up just being shortened to cunt. Wow. Yeah. And it ended up being a slur word because that's how people would say it because everything ends up being a curse word eventually. Oh, I know. Talk to a four-year-old. Brussels sprouts is a curse word. (laughs) Eat your broccoli. No! No, exactly. (laughs) It's it's anything can be a curse word. Anything can be a bad word and stuff like that. But cunt, it's like, I have one. I can say, I can't believe you call another woman that. Why not? (laughs) Why not? You're going to act like one. (laughs) I'm going to call you one. Exactly. I don't find it offensive at all. No. No. But I also love the word fuck. I think it's one of the best one of the best words in the English language. Well, you know, they they do say that people who swear a lot have higher intelligence. So (laughs) I'm a fucking genius. (laughs) Fuck yes, because I swear. (laughs) And when I'm not swearing out loud, I'm swearing in my head. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My my, inside my head is blue. Yes, it is. (laughs) I'm surprised the blue smoke doesn't come out my ears. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Wine break. Wine break. I know. I I know. I I need a wine break too. I'm like getting towards the end of my last. I'm like looking at this bottle. I'm like, did I really drink all of that? Give me your glass. I'll pour you some. I know, right? (laughs) I might need to like reload soon. Well, we can't have you going dry. No, dry, dry is bad in so many levels. However, dry is you- bad in so many levels. So I give you some lube because you're not going to yeah. be dry. That's the wine. <laughs> it's lube. And wine is lube. I like that. Wine equals lube. That's a good. That's yes. a good statement. It's amazing what red wine will convince you is a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Isn't that the truth? <laughs> 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 so so tell me what Uh-oh. is your favorite sex toy and why at the moment i know it changes through time yeah well hmm. i don't know it's a tough question that is There's a couple question. i want to try but um actually no you know what? It's my pocket rocket pocket rocket yeah is a clit stimulator. Oh, okay. Yes. It's honestly, a cheap ass little thing that was, you know, get an order online and, you know, here you get this as a free gift. So it's worth mm. like 89 cents, but it's great. <laughs> I love all clit stimulator things. Yeah. It looks like uh, a long lipstick. Oh, okay. It, and it's got, so you, you put the battery and you twist the one end and okay. then the other end where the vibrator is, uh, has covers to go on it one smooth they have different textures on it and stuff like that mm, it's only got one speed which kind of sucks but aside from that i love it yeah i'm all about the clit toys i mean i'm like you know i don't even really need a toy that touches my g-spot or goes internal i like it i like it when it touches both spots but i really only need the clit yeah i well i've used both vibrator in my pussy and clit simulator that works mm-hmm. oh absolutely that's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. It is. And it's there's so very, many different um, styles. Yes. If only if only the people would just like send them for free instead of having to pay for them. That'd be great. <laughs> I know that would be good, wouldn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> there's a lot of good ones out there though. Like I just yeah. I don't know. I th- I feel like the market for that is just like really exploding and they're making all kinds of new things and it's just it's really amazing. Yeah, it's uh 
I think that they have to be constantly, almost more than any other industry, constantly reinventing themselves. I think so too. Yeah. Because there's so much, and there's so much competition. Oh, absolutely. There is. You go look it up online and there's like 50 million websites (laughs) to order from. Yes. You know, here, look, this is a sex toy company. And you're like, really? So many? (laughs) Like we... We don't need that many to choose from, especially since you all sell the same products. Well, exactly. And some of them aren't that different. So yeah, you do have to be discernible if you're going to buy one. Yeah. And some of them aren't all that great either. No, they're not. Exactly. And and part of that is too, that every woman's different. Every woman is going to respond differently to a sex toy. So, and that's the other thing too. It's like some women are scared of sex toys and they don't want to try them. But if you try one and it doesn't work, just move on to the next one because there's a fucking million out there. Yeah. You know, it's, it's so hard to pick one that you like. I mean, I saw a post today on, uh, on Twitter where somebody was lamenting buying a bunch of them and and none of them worked, but there's no exchange policy. Yeah. See, that sucks. Like you can't turn around and say, yeah, can I return this please? Well, exactly. Cause this touched your intimate parts. You can't exactly well, just yeah. turn around and return it. I mean, my first sex toy, my first vibrator came from a good friend of mine that I had years ago because she wouldn't use it. It was still in the packaging. I'm like, give me that damn thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. like, what do you mean you can't use it? Oh, I can't. Oh my God. No, that was that's the <laughs> where I'm like, oh my God, you're kidding me. Yeah. That's ridiculous. I'm like, no, give it to me. And then, like <laughs> the next day she's like, are you going to use it? I'm like, again, you've used it already. <laughs> well, hell Yes. Yes. <laughs> Oh my, I can't believe you used it. I'm like, I can't believe you didn't. It's awesome. I know. He's like still left it in the package for like, who knows how long she had it. She probably had a good six months. Oh my Never gosh. I and she wasn't even curious to try it. Nope. Nope. That's kind of she, sad. She, she's the first one to tell you that she lost her virginity at 14 and oh, had never seen it. 21, 22 hadn't seen a penis supposedly. What? Like. I'm like, how do you not see it? What is well, up with look. that? She's like, I don't look. I'm like, okay. I'm like, we need to talk. I'm like, how do you do anything without looking? That's like serious issues. Well, I just close my eyes and 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 like, wow. I'm, what? I'm like, I can't even have this conversation with you. Does she even orgasm at that point? I, I couldn't even ask her because she she'd like blush. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. That's I'm like, painful. I'm ashamed your name is Heather too. <laughs> I know, right? You're not a Heather. No, definitely not. <laughs> I'm like, how could you like just totally floored me on the whole life? Never looked. How are you sexually active? That's like years? disturbing, actually. Eight years and never looked at a penis. What? And you're letting it enter your body and you haven't even fucking looked at it? Oh yeah. What the she, hell she, is she, up with she, that shit? She'd give head and she would never look. I'm like, how do you like what? She'd give like, head like with her eyes closed? Look? Yes. She'd have her eyes closed and just use her hand to direct it. I'm like, what oh my the God. fuck? That is so fucked up. I'm like, there is not enough anything in this world to have this conversation with you at no. all. Like we're not having oh this man. She just One of the best part of that whole conversation we had that her and I had that day. I was still a virgin at the time. <laughs> oh like, wow. Having, having this conversation when I'm the virgin and I'm sitting there going, how can you not look at a penis? Why? Yeah, that's insane. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, cannot believe this. <laughs> what? I'm like, oh my God. That's just so fucked up. <laughs> I'm, 
I feel really sorry for your future spouse. Like seriously. Absolutely. And the thing is, if you won't even look at it, is she even reacting? Is she making sound? Is she like conveying how she feels? She probably is not. Um, or probably no, did not. Really. I got the privilege of listening a few times. So no, not really. <laughs> oh, it's just sad. I hope she is different now. Uh, I don't know. We we stopped speaking when she decided that my personal business was everybody else's but mine. Uh-huh. Because she talked about it with everybody else but me. Gotcha. One of those kind of people. She's got multiple issues on multiple levels. Yeah. Good little Catholic girl. <laughs> right. There's a reason they make fun of those people. That's Sorry right. You're a little Catholic girl. <laughs> Isn't that true? I apologize in advance. <laughs> in my experience, they are some of some of the most screwed up people ever. Well, look at what they're taught. They're taught yeah, to... like, absolutely. They're you know well, mainly the girls. The boys aren't taught that way. But the girls oh, are exactly taught, taught yep. to you know keep your knees together. You don't talk. You don't speak. You follow everything, and and yes. it's like what? so. You want her to be like rock with a hole, right? She's basically a sex doll. Yeah, pretty much. Only yeah. she never deflates. So you're good. <laughs> you never have to like plug her in. She has all the energy ever ending. That's sad and disgusting. It is. It is. And, and I just couldn't do it anymore. I'm like, yeah, no. I'm like, when, because mm-hmm. a friend of mine was asking me questions, a mutual friend of ours was asking me questions this one day. And I kept looking at her and I'm like, why are you asking me this? Because the question she was asking, was were alluding to personal information that I'd never discussed with her. Oh. And and I like, why are you asking me this? And she looked at me right in the face and said, Heather's been talking about you. Oh jeez. Like, talking about me how? And she goes, Well, I know this. She told me very personal details about my love life oh. that she should never have known. And she's I so Heather told you this. She's like Heather was discussing it with you and two other people that I knew. Wow. She's like, we were all in the room together. And I told her that she shouldn't talk to us about it because it was your, and she wouldn't listen. I'm mm. like, oh, I stopped talking to her. I'm like, I'm done. I'm like, oh yeah. I'm, I'm like, seriously, you, you're sitting there discussing my, well, I couldn't talk to you about it. Then you shouldn't have been talking to me. Right. Anyone. It doesn't make any sense. If you couldn't talk to me about it, you shouldn't have been talking to anybody about it. Exactly. End of. But she was one of those really judgmental people. Yeah. The judgmental people are the hardest to deal with. I have to agree. They are because they they decide what your life should be like. Yes. They have, you can't cross their boundaries. Yeah. It's like, I'll cross a boundary, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Keep your own boundaries on your own side, fucker. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Way far away from mine because I do bite and stomp. Exactly. (laughs) I'm not afraid to do that shit. Yeah. And I will too. I'm, I'm vicious. <laughs> That's fantastic. I just, I just, I hate the judgmental people. I just can't. There's no where do they get off? I know. As I said before, it's not worth it. You know, that's that one saying, those who live in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. Exactly. And some of them throw really big rocks. Yes. But their yeah. glass houses are the best. Yeah. I, you know how many, <laughs> how many rocks I could throw at some of those glass houses. I know more secrets about more people than almost anybody I know. 
And, and like, that's what I said. I've said more than once to people. It's like, I know secrets about people that I've known for 25 years. Right. And you know what? Do you know who's heard them? No one. No including one. Including the person that they belong to. Right. I don't discuss it with anybody. Right. Because A, it's not my information to discuss. That's right. And B, they trusted me. Why would I break that trust? Exactly. Like, I, I don't even tell secrets if I, if I think I should. Like, mm-hmm. if somebody's being abused, yes, that's one thing. Okay, that's different, yeah. But if you're just, you know, just a general, oh, don't tell anybody, please. Okay. Okay. Yep. Like it might end up in a story someday, but nobody will know it's you. I promise. Exactly. (laughs) I know you can't not use that, but yeah, it's nobody's going to connect it. If it's juicy enough, you never know where it's going to (laughs) be. That's right. You never, ever know. I had, you know, that just made, I don't know why that popped in my head, but I had someone tell me that they were so upset that I stopped narrating your story where I did because they wanted to know more. And I'm like, but then go read it. Yeah. <laughs> I said, there's, it's amazing. I said, there's, there's, you can read more and well, not and just it, even that. And it's funny that one comment by that gentleman, it was almost like he was expecting backlash. Right. Said, well, I didn't really like the story. And I'm like, well, thank you. And I just went on. Oh, I know. Right. Probably for him, it's probably the whole like the whole age gap thing, because some people have issues with the age gap thing. But you know what? I remember being 18 and fucking horny as fuck. So you can (laughs) say all the fuck you want. It's just total bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) We'll go with 18. Sure. (laughs) Okay. Younger than that. Oh, for sure. Younger than that. You might have to add a few years to that, too. Well, absolutely. Definitely younger, but it's like, you can't write that and put it out in the world because everyone will fucking freak out. But it is so true. I mean, I mean, geez, even as young as like 13. Yep. You know, I would tell you, but the first erotica story I ever wrote, I wrote it when I was 14. Wow. That's amazing. On our computer in my homeroom. (laughs) I love it. I don't know if anybody else ever read it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but i wish i had a copy of it now though god it was oh, about yeah it was about a, a blonde hooker named donna who was six okay and that's about all i can remember of it <laughs> i love but it it would just be hilarious because i was a 14 year old virgin yeah i was much older than that when i lost my virginity yeah. and i could just imagine like it would just be hilarious because my two best friends and i wrote it together and we were all virgins and we're all giggling over it and everything. It's like, why can't I find my copy of this? Right. I mean, you know, it just points to the fact that people think that we are not born as sexual beings and we are. Well, you know, people, people think that, um, you know, kids don't flirt and stuff, but everybody flirts. Oh, yeah. I've seen, look, watch a three month old sometimes shoot you that look with the oh, yeah. eyes and the smiles like they're flirting with. Yeah. Good point. Yes. But he's only three months. So, so he's flirting. Flirting is nothing. They're engaging. They want to engage a person. They're engaging yeah. another person. Yes. That's not evil. That's not bad. Just drives me nuts. Oh, yeah. People suck. People <laughs> suck. People suck. Yeah. I, you know, interviewed a dude that wrote he's written about sex he's 72 he's written about sex his entire life and he got he wrote about how sex is can be sizzling at any age and all people he got backlash for that because people were like well kids aren't sexual and he's like um have you ever seen a kid trying to touch their genitals and kids that want to masturbate 
when I worked at daycare, ah. when I worked at daycare, we would give the kids 10 minutes at nap time. Okay. Yep. Hands down, turn over, go to sleep. Please, Cause there'd be at least half of them masturbating. Yes. Because I mean, that's what they do. And the thing that usually that always got people is it was the girls more than the boys because right. girls mature quicker. Yes. Yes. So a girl, a little girl, like two and a half, three is masturbating where a boy might not do it till like three and a half, four. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it's just because of their maturity levels. Yes. And it's not because they're trying to engage other people. It just, it feels good. So they do it. Exactly. Exactly. I just, we got, we just turned around and go, okay, you're not by yourself. And nap time's already going. Your time to do that is over. Turn over and go to sleep. Okay. And they turn over and go to sleep. Right. Right. That was their time. Are you by yourself? No. Do you want to go upstairs where you're going to be by yourself? Well, no, then get your hands out of your pants, please. Because you only do that when you're on your own. Right. Or go upstairs and you can do that. Yeah. Go upstairs and sit on your bed and you can do that or stay down here and stop, please, because you're not by yourself. Only when you're by yourself. That's not a group activity because at four, it's not a group activity. It's not. If you're 16, I don't care to know about it. Thank you very much. (laughs) Exactly. But that points to the fact that we are sexual beings from a very young age. I mean, from almost birth. And to ignore that is just asinine and just ignorant. So important to give the kids a positive relationship yes. with their bodies and with sex, even from like one, two, three, four years old. Yeah. I tried really hard to make sure that my children never felt like, like I was saying that what they were doing was dirty or wrong. It would look at my sons and go, are you by yourself? Oh no, sorry, mommy. Right. And he'd stop. Right. Yeah. Because half the time they didn't even know they were doing it. Oh yeah. It was just natural. Yeah. And, and I would just, obviously if it was just us, I'd say, you know, from across room, are you by yourself? No. Okay. If we, people are you by yourself, no, sorry, mommy. And they'd stop because that's right. what you have to do. I didn't yes. want my kids to sit there and get all worried and, oh my God, you know, I'm going to grow hair on the palms of my hands. No, you oh, won't. Exactly. But you can't, you can't do that because that's how we end up with generations of people who can't even say the word vagina, let alone find it and know what it does. Exactly. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a prime example of that because my experience was, I remember being in elementary school and I went to my mother and I said, mom, I am so excited. You know what I found out? If I touch between my legs, it feels amazing. And you know what she said to me? You shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. She said, I should not be doing that. And you know what that did to me? Yep. I no longer touched myself. I became a grinder. Yep. Yep. Because that wasn't appropriate. And then aged me a few more years. And my dad did not want my sister and I to use Tom tampons because that was putting something in our pussy. Oh God. So I used pads for years and I had like really fucking sensitive skin where I would like break out from like pad touching my skin. I was like in agony and I was in high school And my sister was younger than me. She was like 13 and her friend used the OB tampons. And we're like, what the, what is that? We did not even understand how to use a tampon until she told us how to use the OB tampons. And then we started to use them. But my dad decided that it wasn't appropriate for us to use tampons. So he forbade my mom to tell us about how to use tampons for our periods. Yep. Yes. That's where I come from. And then I come from a whole load of of the whole religion issue that we've talked about. Yeah. Yeah. Religion is just, it was uh, like anti-human almost. It wasn't that it was 
taboo in the same way for me. It was frowned upon and, you know, oh, don't touch yourself. Don't do that. But it was mm-hmm. never something that was overtly talked about as being not good. Okay. Or being bad. It was more of backhanded comments. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just as damaging. It is. Because you feel like you can't discuss anything with anybody. Right. Exactly. And I grew up feeling like I couldn't talk to anybody about anything. Yeah. And you honestly, you should hear some of the conversations we've had with our kids because we are open about it. That's good. Because I don't want my children, you know, I don't want them to be at the Krakow's house down the street learning about this. Ask me. Exactly. (laughs) Ask me. You may feel awkward coming to your mother, but ask me because I'm going to have your best interest at heart. And I'm going to give you the answers that are going to help you find what you're comfortable with, as opposed to the answers that might make you a victim for somebody else. Exactly. And I have women my age who have kids, my kids ages who'd sit there and go, I could never talk about that with my daughter. Well, Uh, you should be. You should be. You should be like, I got backlash because my teenage daughter wanted to go on birth control. She came to me. I right. took her to my OB and said, here you go. Do you want yep. me to stay in here with you for the appointment? Yes. Okay. I oh, sat down, uh, shut up. And I was there for moral support. Yep. I, I, I did it in secret as a teenager. I went on the pill in secret. Yep. I think that's, I think that's the wrong answer, but the right answer at the same time, because I think that right. cutting You're empowered, but yeah, out like that is wrong, mm-hmm. but I'm glad that it's there for when it's necessary. Exactly. But like, I I love the fact that my kids, like my boys go to my husband more than they go to me. And I'm okay with that because that's, you know, I can't give all the answers. No, they're the same sex. That makes sense. I know how to deal with penises from my end of things. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. But they don't want to hear that. They don't even want to know that I write erotica. No. No, Here, I have a story. I want to read it to you. Is it sex? No, I write more than sex. Okay. Then <laughs> is it sex? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. First words of the mouth. Do I want to hear it? Yes. It's funny. Okay. And it's right. not sex. Okay. <laughs> like, I've been writing these hundred word stories and I'll read them because they're nice and short and I'll read them out. Yeah. Let me, are you sure you should be reading this out loud? Oh, sh- I know not to read my sex stories out loud. <laughs> I'm not going to sit at the breakfast table and read them out to you while your grandfather is sitting there either. Exactly. We're going to talk about sex at the dinner table. Yeah. Yeah. No. Their breakfast table, whatever. (laughs) Well, and I think that's kind of sad too, because it's like, you know, you don't want to send your kids the message that, you know, when you're married, you aren't intimate. You don't have sex. Yeah. It's intimacy is so much more than anybody. I agree understands and they eat the problem yes. is that intimacy equates sex and intimacy is not sex right sex is a part of intimacy but it makes sex unbelievable yes and but intimacy is talking like we have a level of intimacy right now i've never even seen your right. face well that's true <laughs> that's a good point well, you know what i mean we have a level of intimacy yes but so like intimacy there are so many different ranges of it so many different levels of it and so many different components to it that sex is just one component of intimacy yes and people don't understand that they just think intimacy equals sex and it's like no 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 not at all. and sex sex doesn't equal intimacy either because you know it doesn't sex without being intimate with somebody you can have lots of sex without being intimate yes yes 
Absolutely. Sex workers, they, they have to have a level of detachment. Yes. And, you know, just because, just because they're having physical sex with somebody doesn't mean they're having intimate moments with them either. Exactly. And, and so people are just so black and white. Like the world is not black and white. It's not shades of gray. Like, exactly. And that whole story with the man who, who hired someone from, from Twitter to have sex with a lot of people would look down on that. Look at what he got from that. Not only did he get physical release, he got emotional release because the woman held him and he talked about his wife that passed away. That's intimacy that you can't, I mean, yes, he paid for it, but you almost can't get that unless it's, unless both partners aren't willing. Yes. And so many people aren't, they don't open themselves up to it. They, they are open for like the, you know, if I, if I put a number on it, I'll get yelled at. So for the length of time, they have sex, <laughs> right. which could be anywhere from three to, you know, 45 minutes. Right. Um, they, they are open for that length of time. And then the shutters go down and right. they just, it all stops. Yes. And I think that those are the ones that I not so much feel sorry for, wish could be more open because there's so much more yes we had from being with somebody than just that right but that's just absolutely i think that's totally true i'm just weird i know that (laughs) i came to terms with that years ago (laughs) i don't think you're weird at all (laughs) i gotta try harder (laughs) i know i must try to be weird because Thank you for listening to that. We had such a fun chat and we chatted even more. So (laughs) even more happened, which may appear as a podcast episode in the future to finish off our discussion. But we had such a fun chat. We really enjoy each other and we met online and we have developed a pretty hefty, strong, intimate relationship, chatting with each other all the time. We're friends. We're friends from afar. And there, you know, you can always find a friend doesn't matter if you're in person or not. You can be friends with someone from far away and the internet makes that possible, right? So woohoo internet. Yeah, there's a lot of shit that goes on that's bad, but there are good things as well. Don't forget to check down the podcast show notes to find links to our books and so many amazing things that you can read on Medium. And you can get Gigi Wild's book at Rockin' It Wilder on Amazon. And don't forget to check out her Patreon. And my links will be all down in the podcast show notes too. Don't forget to enjoy your bodies. Come today. Ready for some spring cleaning of your beard and groin hairs? Try out Manscaped products where you can get 20% off with my new code RUIN, R-U-A-N, to get 20% off and free shipping. In order to get the discount, use the promo code RUIN, R-U-A-N, to do that spring cleaning to get yourself ready for sexy times. Heat up your spring with a new shave, a new trim. Perhaps try going there. Get more skin smacks in the bedroom, if you know what I mean.